the conversation. Hey, every week we get together uh, here on the eGathering podcast, uh, and we just have a conversation. Uh, this is Rick Coop, uh, mm-hmm. and I am Todd Brown, uh, and we just talk about uh, things that come up for us um, as far as our religion is concerned, as far as just the walk of our life is concerned, um, and as far as our faith is concerned. Um, they're just things that, that um, we feel like uh, could use a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and we want to invite you to come along with us on this conversation. Hey, this week we're talking about a topic that has like 74,000 little nuances, and we'll probably talk about each of those as we go along, but we're just yeah. talking about marriage in general. This could be a week-long conversation. Well, it could be, yeah. um, but let's try not to. <laughs> okay, let's um, not do that. Let's try not to. There are a lot of different variations on marriage and, yeah. and the conversation about marriage, and we're not going to go through all of them today. Mm-hmm. We just want to talk about what marriage is and, and from yeah. a from the standpoint of our religion and from the standpoint of our faith in it. Um, yeah. Because you could get into where marriage comes from and, and what it's all about from a mm-hmm. cultural perspective, but um, that's not what we're here for. Yeah. Right? Um uh, maybe we'll get a little bit into it, but um, so from from the standpoint of our religion, what do you think? Where's marriage come from? What's that all about? I I like to think of marriage as a um, a symbol. First of all, um, back early in the scripture, Adam and Eve. Yeah. The Lord says that it's not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, woman is created, and the two become one, uh, one flesh. It says um, uh, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and are and mm-hmm. and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Yeah, I love the line after that. It says, "And Adam and Eve, or Adam and his wife, were both naked." Yeah. And they felt no shame. Yeah. So that to me that speaks to the connection, right, um, right. between them, um, and what and, and kind of immediately dives into what marriage is about. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you can think people think of the first three chapters of the Bible as either the creation fable. Or they think of it as what literally happened. Right. Like, God literally did these things. Um, I tend to think of... I, th- I tend to think of it from a fable perspective. It's the story being told, and it is more true than any truth. I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's true. Um, but but the, the story first tells a very... Um, A very the story gets told twice. Mm-hmm. Genesis one, Genesis two are two separate creation stories. Different ways of approaching this concept. They each have truths. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the story of Adam and the creation of Eve, I think it's important that they come from one flesh. Uh, it is. It says, and God. Uh, as it says, and so God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took 
one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. And then the Lord made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his, mother, his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Mm -hmm. And Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. I go through all of that because it comes back to this idea that Adam and Eve, man and woman, were made to, to, to come together and be one flesh. Yeah, they are, were of one flesh, and they come together to be one flesh. Um, I think that's so important. And quite honestly, Todd, I think it's a point that's missed today. Um, and I'll, and I'll tell you in what context I say that. We, we talk about the two uh, God taking... I, I probably, I would say I'm a bit more literal mm -hmm. uh, on Scripture. Now, do I think, do I know that this happened verbatim, you know? It's one of those things where I don't get too wrapped up in Yeah, it's more but, true than true. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, but the thing is, about how they together need to become one flesh. Mm -hmm. um, in our society today, uh, and it's probably been throughout time, uh, guys get together and and, and I find this disturbing. Guys get together and they talk about the old ball and chain, mm -hmm. and you know, on my woman, and and then I and I have heard conversations. I used to have a uh, own a sign shop, and the sign shop was just down the hall. It was a small sign shop, but it was just down the hall from a um, beauty shop, and I could hear conversations all day long. And let me tell you guys. Uh, and ladies, the same conversations go on. Yeah. It's just the, 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 the difference between the guys talking about it or the ladies talking about it. But, um, and the women talking about, you know, um, their man or, you know, this guy or my husband this, my husband that, men talking, my wife this, my wife that, you know, my old lady this, my old lady that. Mm -hmm. um, it's become okay for us to knock our spouses and and put them down and I don't think that and, and to talk about the differences of who we are and I, and I don't think it's okay it's become I don't think it's a joke yeah it it's, the, our, the, our spouses it's a way become, to get a laugh yeah our spouses become the punchline yeah and I think that's totally disrespectful to the spouse uh, and I don't care how much you think you're a man. Uh, when you're in a group of buddies and you're putting down your wife, um, first of all, 90% of you wouldn't do it in front of her. No. And the other 10% that would do it in front of her need to rethink yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yes, there are differences between us. 
I think God created us to have differences. Exactly. That's where I'm going with this. So that the two can become one flesh and complement each other. Be a complete thing. Right. It makes a whole. Yeah. Um, When we, we talk about you know, men can only focus on one thing at a time. I read a book one time. When you're getting ready to kill a bear because it's attacking your family, mm-hmm. your mind is not on. You better be focused. Oh, I need to nail down that shingle that's mm-hmm. coming loose up there. Mm-hmm. You know, your focus better be on that bear. Mm-hmm. However, if you're a stay at home mom, and you've got three children under the age of six running around, then you need to know what Tommy, Bobby, and, and Susie are doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I think it's wonderful that women can compartmentalize, you know, and they can say, Tommy's over there and he's coloring, um, Bobby's over here and he's watching the fish in the fishbowl. Susie, put that down. And, and, what are we having for dinner? Yeah. What is the light exactly. belt doing? Does the dryer need repaired? Yeah. Is there somebody in the yard? Do I need to worry about the dogs? Right. What's going on with my husband and, and his need for the thus and such and so and so? And these are very traditional. I get it. Yeah. Very traditional roles. But if we're going to talk about how humans evolved moving forward and and who we are as a people Mm -hmm. even if you talk from an evolutionary standpoint if that's your thing these are the roles that humans have had because that's the role they had to have men needed to go out and defend themselves defend the tribe in in war Mm -hmm. and and men needed to find the animal they needed to work out strategies to different ways of working together but mm-hmm. the two together are one it's a compliment it's a compliment it's a complimentary thing both are very Relation. intelligent both, both are physically capable yes. of their things in their moments now um, there are some things that are shifting in today's society and quite honestly there are a lot of those things i, I think are pretty cool mm-hmm. like um men don't just come home as as much anymore and they're home from a hard day work, hard day, you know, and they expect their their newspaper and a cold drink to be waiting at the chair yeah. for them. And right. so, you know, um, I, I know you're the same. Uh, I'm one of those guys that I, I get home before my wife, yeah. so I cook. Yeah, you know, and I enjoy the doing the cooking and the, you know, uh, back in the '50s that would have been a non-traditional man thing. Right. Today. Um, you know that all the um, my wife works. She goes out. She makes a paycheck. In fact, she makes more money than I do. Yeah. Uh, there was a time when that would have been unheard of. Today, it's like good for you, babe. Yeah. You know, nice, nice job. Um, and I think that some of the, the the changes that are happening today are good. However, I think that there are some things that are going on today where we just want to continually draw those lines and saying that one is more important than the other mm-hmm. uh, especially in a marital relationship I, I don't think it's what God intended at all when you make them one when you and your spouse become one all that 
who's better than who stuff goes by the wayside. Yeah. If if you are one, all of that goes by the wayside. And the reason that it goes by the wayside is that um, if I and I would no more I would no more cut my pinky off to spite my mm-hmm. hand than anything because it's part of one I'm one thing I am yeah. it, that, that darn hand it, it is not something that I can separate from me it's it's part right. of me right so when I sit with a group of men and I'm trashing my wife I'm trashing me exactly and then the other thing that happens when you're when you sit with a group of people and you trash your wife or or you, you disrespect them and cause them um, to be looked down on is then you have to do something about it. Those mm-hmm. people begin to expect you to do something about it. You begin to expect you to do something about it. So mm-hmm. make a change. Yeah. What are you doing? So separate from that thing. Eventually, there comes a point where you can begin to despise this other part of you. Mm-hmm. If they're not part of you, that's simple. Simple, yeah. simple. This is my job. This is what I go to my job every week. And if I hate my job and I hate my boss, I leave my job. Yeah. I leave my boss. I don't have to deal with this. I get a new one. I'm out. This car sucks. I hate it. I'm going to move to another car. This, If you're one, I can't decide I don't like that hand and just get a new one. Yeah. You're one flesh. That's a diff- That's a distinction. That's big. That's Being a big, one yeah. is one, you know, like the, the Colts are one team. That's fine. All right. Yeah. Colts are one team. Um, but they got rid of Shaq Leonard. They weren't one mm-hmm. flesh because you couldn't get rid of him so easily. Right. The other part of that to me, the reason why that, and again, I say again and again, the first three, read the first three chapters of, of the Bible and then just watch because it's going to repeat mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and over and over and over again that that story means so much to me in as much as it speaks to this idea of um, you can't leave that wife either or that husband either for that mm-hmm. same reason if you're one flesh now you can because let's not be children you can, mm-hmm. but when you do, it needs to be that same decision as that hand. Yeah, yeah. Are there reasons to cut off that hand? Yep, mm-hmm. there sure are. It's diseased. It's it's hurting you. It can kill the whole body because of a problem that that hand has. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, fine. Yes, there does come, but that's a pretty big decision. Yeah. And if people made the decision to divorce or leave their their wife or their husband with the same um, weight that removing that mm-hmm. hand would have for them, I think it would be a whole different deal. Yeah. And then when I counsel with young people who are talking about getting married about this idea or people who are married, and they're talking about how mm-hmm. they hate each other. When I say... I say I give them the same thing. I say, look, you 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 may have gain green in that hand, and they may say, dude, we've got to get rid of that. I mean, we have 
Um, we have a buddy who lost a toe, had to have his toe cut off because it mm. was so infected and it would not heal and it would never get right. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had to take the toe off. You can't pretend like that's not going to cause you a problem somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Yep. That you're not going to miss that hand. That you're not going to wish you had that hand. Even if you get a new hand, you're going to miss that hand. That's going to be a part of it. And so there's something that happens with amputees that I think reflects what we're talking about. This oneness. Mm-hmm. The phantom pain. The phantom pain. Yeah. They'll talk about, there's a buddy of mine um, who passed away now, Bob, um, who had both of his legs cut off. And he had extreme pain at the knee. He had extreme pain in his feet Mm -hmm. that aren't there or an itch that he could not scratch because it was gone. Yeah. And I just tell people, if you're talking, if you, yes, yes, there are good reasons for divorce. There are good reasons to separate from that person. But when you do, there will be phantom pain. Yeah. There will be an itch you can't scratch because that hand isn't there. You need to know that when you split that off, it's it should be my my biblical opinion. <laughs> it should be that you're one flesh. Uh, you're one person. Yeah. Um, and separating from that should be as dramatic as cutting your leg off. Uh, going on a different path to that, um, we, my wife and I, know that separate, we're good. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're good. Um, you can do it. I can do it. But we also know that we're better together. In yeah. fact, that's a saying that we have. We're yeah. better together forever. Um, and that is, that's the thing, I think, to me, that's the essence of, of marriage, in that you become one and you're better together. Yeah. And when you start knocking that, you're with the guys and you're mm-hmm. throwing a few back or whatever. and. Yeah, my old lady. Then you, it's it's like you're turning that better together into a punching board. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get bruised. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think anything more of that, the other half of yourself any better than that, then it leads me to wonder, what do you think of yourself? Well, it isn't long. Okay, it's the same thing. I'm going to compare it to a job. It's not a job, but it isn't long. This is an analogy, not a... Yeah, yeah. If you start talking about your... If you get together with a group of people at work and you start talking poorly about work, about the place you work at, Mm -hmm. it isn't long before that creeps into what you think on a daily basis. And, And it isn't long before you begin to do your job worse. Yeah. You begin to. You stop. don't care. You don't care as much. You don't care. Yeah. You, why you, invest? You don't in, uh, why invest. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Invest is a good way of saying it. If I start tearing down my my wife mm-hmm. in front of a group of people, then I begin to buy what I'm selling. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you will be your first customer. Yeah, you, you begin to buy what you're selling. And yeah. you, you're, you, begin, you even get good at it. You start looking for things to start breaking down. Yeah. So we talked about it from a, from a funky perspective, I guess. I'm sorry um, if I got us heading down that trail too much. But, yeah, I mean, first off, you're one flesh. So right. if you start poisoning parts right. of your own flesh, right. you're going to come out on the other end of that yep. broken in some way, even if it had gangrene and you cut it yep. off. Um, you're going to come out of that less than you were. Um, and there's just no way around it. Um, missing pieces and parts, right? So, um, When we talk about marriage from uh, we talk about marriage from even from Jesus perspective Jesus refers it's like in Matthew uh, Matthew 19 Jesus refers us back to those first pieces of scripture those those story of the creation Jesus refers us back mm -hmm. um, they ask him uh, the Pharisees ask him is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason. Which I think is very, that's that's very telling of what was going on at that time. Mm -hmm. Guys were like, I need a new one of these. This one's broken. I'm going to go get a new one. Like they're going to get a new suitcase or something. Yeah. Um, and Jesus' response is, haven't you read that, that the beginning, that at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And they will, uh, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command um, that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? What Jesus says is one of those moments when I went, wait, that's a thing. You know, you were talking about we were talking about earlier something else where you were like reading First John, mm -hmm. or reading John one. You went, what? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, this is a weird one for me. Jesus replied, this is an earth-shattering one for me. Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. Um. And I went, wait a minute, what else did you, did Moses say that was just because of the situation? Mm-hmm. What? What? How much of what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, because it's, it is, it takes an, an ex imagine again, you're going to cut your hand off. Imagine how much you have to harden your heart to cut that hand off. Yeah. You, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking... It, it's almost it's almost like Adam started it when when yeah when uh there when God's walking through the garden and and where are you well I hid because we're we're naked well who told you you were naked and and you know that woman you gave me <laughs> you know, that, that woman I mean back and it's like he's he's gonna immediately he throws it off to you know and 
He separated her from yeah, his flesh. From his flesh. She's no longer one with him. Mark, she's not she's part of me. She's someone separate she, to be blamed. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to blame somebody, <laughs> blame her. She's no longer because, one yeah, flesh. Right. And, man, wait. there's so much about this. That, um, and that's just one path to go down with the marriage thing. Uh, um, I have to tell you, in my preparing for our talk today, I, I went down a different one in yeah. that how marriage is used to um, define or to, uh, uh, what's the word I want to use, uh, explain our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Um, over and over again. And how, how important he that it. is. Yeah. That, and, and actually what we're talking about here uh, it, it draws into that how important the 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 meshing to the the melding melding the mind melt melding together of the two uh, is so important because it illustrates how the two our uh, our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Is supposed to draw us into this unity, this union. And yeah, we're described uh, as the bride of Christ. Yeah. Jesus refers to the the groom uh, at the wedding. Um, it, it refers to himself in that way. Um, and let, let me tell you something here, fellas. Um, I, I don't have any problem being the bride of Christ. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I can I can do that. Yeah, um, I did hear a conversation with a couple of fellows one time and <laughs> talking, and, and they they weren't real happy about this whole. Um, this, and I thought, well, then you're missing the point. Yeah, you know. Um, and I got to thinking about that, Todd, the 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 being the bride. Um, when when I got married, I my my uh, agenda was totally different. Yes. So I had a different perspective, but I can remember when my daughters got married. Um, how everything had to, the the dress needed to be perfect, and the makeup, and their hair, and the colors of the wedding, and the location of the wedding and the food that was going to be served at the wedding and what was going to be in the ceremony and wasn't what wasn't going to be in the ceremony and who would be invited every little detail yeah. that, you know that I, I may have said it but the dress and and who was going to stand up with them every little detail was so important yeah uh, in this, and I can, it, with with each one of my daughters, my three daughters, each one went through their own thing, and there were similarities and there were differences, but it was their day to plan. And I, and I, as I was thinking about that, I thought, how how much how much do we pay attention to the detail of our relationship with with the Lord? And being his bride, and waiting for his return, and preparing ourselves for that, and it, 
it caused me to think a lot yeah. uh, since since preparing for that. How prepared am I yeah. to meet him? Do I look my best? Yeah. Um, am I desirable to him? Mm-hmm. I had to had to change my male mindset, you know, where because uh, I think like most guys would probably show up in a pair of sweats and a t-shirts. And, yeah. Okay, let's get this done. Let's do this. Yeah. 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 And where the ladies are going, uh, uh-uh, uh, you know, go get your tux on, or your suit, or whatever, or. Mm-hmm whatever the bride wants you to be you know and be ready because this is a big deal yeah so much of so much of what Jesus is telling the apostles and the disciples at the end before he is crucified is speaking of this idea of being ready Mm -hmm. be ready always be ready um so you get this image of being the bride, of being, of preparing for the wedding forever and ever and ever. But again, this is something that women can relate to far better than, than men because women have been planning their wedding since they were five. Yeah. Yeah. They've been thinking about what that's like, what that will be like, what's coming, um, and how they prepare themselves for that moment. Um, yeah. And do we give the same attention to our relationship with the Lord? Uh, no, I would argue not. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've been a lot lately thinking about this idea of be ready because of the scriptures that we've been walking through. Mm-hmm. Um, where, uh, If you're watching this at a different time, we're in December of 2023, and through the Revised Common Lectionary, a lot of the gospel verses have been about this be ready. Mm-hmm. Be ready, be ready um, concept, and I've been thinking a lot more, a lot more often about if at this moment in your life, at this exact moment in your life, Christ called you home. In whatever variation of that you believe, whether you believe He splits the eastern sky and we all go up to Him in heaven, then however you want to play that, I don't care. We will all have our judgment day. Yeah. At this exact moment in your life, Todd Brown, what would be the verdict? Are you ready right now? Mm-hmm. Right now. We've talked about driving down the road and somebody cuts you off. Yeah. And you're cussing them and you're mad and you're going through. What if it's that moment? That moment. Mm-hmm. We're talking about you sit in a you sit in a room with a computer all day and you and porn is is come up on your screen like it just magically happened. But you went down that trail. What about that moment? Yeah. What's going on in that moment? Do I believe I believe thank, thankfully I believe that if we're gonna give this bride analogy its its neck and let it run that we have, thankfully, a, a, a loving husband who understands us more than we understand ourselves. Two things in what you said. Um, number one, it, it reminds me of the ten virgins. Um, five of them were ready. Right. Five. Right, Actually, actual... no. Let me re- re- I want to retract that. They'd all fall asleep. Yeah, but 
some of them were ready. But some, some of, them were, of them were more ready than the other. They all became a little complacent. But yet, five of them were ready mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even in, in the road rage or the seeing something they shouldn't, they they were ready, and they and they knew that the bridegroom was coming. Yeah. But there were five who were not prepared. They weren't prepared. Um, I'm going to say mentally, physically. They just weren't ready. Well, they were lax about it. Yeah. They were lax about it. We can be lax about it, or we can be ready even though we don't expect it at that moment, but we can be, be ready to go. So meanwhile, back at human marriage. Yeah. It seems to me that when we talk about human marriage, it's the same. Examples. Mm -hmm. We can become lax about the way that we think of our spouse. They are... um, They're just somebody who will always be there and we'll never have any problem with and they're okay and they love us and we don't need to worry about it and off we go. I can tell you that when you become lax about your relationship, this is from my experience, that, and I'm going to use this because I don't think it's too strong, it, it's a death knell. Yeah. Um, it, it will kill a marriage. And it doesn't mean you can't wake up. No. But by the time you wake up, it may be done. Yeah. And you may have already, you may have already built some pretty high walls. Yeah. And it's important to continually um, till the soil, keep it rich, keep it fresh. Um, keep it alive, work together to make sure that that, ma- that relationship maintains its importance. And when, when, when one or both of you doesn't do that, then it, it becomes a, a killer mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the human relationship. That's why I, I don't, going back to what we talked about earlier, that's why I don't think it's right to talk about your spouse, you know, with, with your work buddies. <laughs> so, here's a hard one. And this is something that I pick on myself a lot about. But I, I want, in my weakness, I want other people to think about this with me. There's a scripture that says, God will not be mocked. What a man plants is what he will reap. So, this is just going to, by the way, this is a grown up part of it, all right? So, I'm just going to put it this way. 
men very often want the physical side of a marriage. They want they want their wife to um, be physical with them. Sex. They want sex. Let's just get right to it. All right. But they don't want to. They want to reap, but they don't want to plant. Yeah. I'm going to just stop. I'm not going to pick on men. People want a physical relationship with their spouse. Okay? Yeah. But they don't want to put, particularly after you've been married a long time, you don't want to put the work. Work? Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to sow, but you want to reap. And these are farm terms. You don't want to go, if, if I told our friend Mike, who's a farmer, just stay home, don't worry about it. Take the summer, spring and summer off, mm -hmm. and the winter, by the way, it's funny if you talk to a farmer, you guys just sit around and don't do anything all winter, right? Yeah, yeah, right. No. You gotta spend the winter repairing the equipment that got broke, yeah. evaluating how the harvest went, checking yeah. What 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 seed you need to be using this week? Arranging to have that seed available for you, getting all of that stuff set up, making sure you have employees and the people to get the work done, and then you get to have spring, and then you get to work all night, every night, yeah. overnight, for, and then you spend the summer adjusting. Do I need to replant that? What's going on? Get the equipment ready again for harvest. Do the whole thing, and then in the fall you harvest. Yeah, and you get to reap what you have sown. We don't treat our marriage that right. way. So I'm going to say it like this. If you're not cultivating the intimacy, don't expect the physical. Right. And it's it's as simple it's as simple. I heard a I heard a marriage counselor talk about it one time. Um a book I was reading um and they said, if if you don't if you don't give your wife a kiss before you leave the house, you never started the connection. If you mm -hmm. get up in the morning, take a shower, put your clothes on, and leave, and you didn't cultivate connection, then you can't. When you come home. And you sit on your couch and you watch your TV and then right. you go to bed and you expect to have. Let me put it this way, Todd. There are a deeper connection. There, there are a lot of guys who marry somebody and expect their wife to be their their maid and their cook and their sexual release, never seeing her as a human being and as the other half of you um, and if you are just if, if you're treating your wife like a maid like a cook and like an object sexual object a resource yeah then shame on you you have a, you have a car you have a computer you have a hammer yeah. you have a wife yeah again it's not you're not one Right. You're not one flesh with that no. person. You're, they're a resource. It's a commodity. It's a commodity. 
Right. Yeah. And we, we, this is a whole other thing. We could head down a whole other trail on this. But this idea is, again, when you commodify your the person you have a relationship with, then you say stupid things like, I know, I'm going to get some. Yeah. Or you say, if I do this, will you give me that? Mm-hmm. When you make your when you take your marriage from being one flesh to a commodity relationship, you owe me a this or you owe me a that. I, I owe you a this and you owe me a that. We stopped being one flesh. Yeah. We started being. Um, we started being in a business relationship. Well, business relationships are easy to quit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's again, we'll go back to the Colts. You yeah. got rid of, you get rid of Shaq Leonard. Eventually, yeah. you get rid of Aaron Rodgers if you're a Green Bay fan. Eventually, you get rid of even Joe Namath for the Jets at one point. You know, you you you, you get right. rid of that thing because it doesn't suit you anymore. You don't like that dress anymore, so you don't you buy another right. one. It's easy to do that with a commodity, but when we think about us being one flesh. That's not that's not that relationship. People have said that a relationship is a 50-50 partnership. Scripture says no it's not. It's a 100% 100% relationship. You invest all of you into all of you. And and your partner invests all of your partner into all of you. You know, you 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 give to each other one hundred percent. The the there's a piece of scripture that men use in marriage that um, I think should be illegal. It's so criminal the way that it gets misused. Okay. And the piece of scripture that they that they suck up out of something is when they say wives submit uh, wives. Yeah. Submit yourselves to your husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. His his body, of which uh, he is the Savior, now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives, you should submit, or wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Now, here's the tricky part. I was going to say, but read The reason all. that that is, that that should be illegal... And the reason I bring it up after what you're saying about 100 to 100 is the line just before that that the men want to conveniently skip says, yeah. submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another. So guess what, boys? You have to do this submitting thing yeah. too. Yeah. So here's where it gets interesting. After reading what it says to the wives, it says, husbands... Love your wives as, as Christ loved the church right. and gave himself just up for read. her. Exactly. And gave himself up for her yeah. to make her holy, cleansing her by washing her with water through the word and to present her to himself as the, as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle uh, or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, 
but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. Again, there's this comparison of our relationship with God um, to our relationship in a marriage. For this reason, a man leaves his mother and father and is united with his wife, and the two become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and his wife must respect her husband. There's a book that I think takes a piece of script. Somebody said one time, and I agree. So many times Christian books take one piece of scripture that would make a good 20-minute, half-hour sermon, and they make a 40- or 400-page book out of it because they just got to stretch this thing. And it talks about respect and love. But to me, this is the image that says you can't commodify or make a commodity out of your spouse. Yeah. You can't make a commodity out of your spouse. No. That's, that's doomed to fail. Um, if they're one flesh, um, listen to a lot of country music. And one of the themes in country music that is weird is women commodifying men. Yes. Because the poor girl marries the rich man because of all the stuff she can get. Yeah. Because she's with him. And she tolerates the fact that she has to Make love to him and be with him physically. Mary has a friend, mm -hmm. had a friend. Okay. Who. Because they maybe had after yeah. watching this if we're not careful. Um, who was exactly that. Yeah. In that. Um, and, and she has stated that, uh, oh yeah, I love him. Um, but all the things that she can get from him the yeah. jewelry and the trips and the and it gets um, it's quite amazing we, we often talk about men um, it's easy for us to talk about men but there, there's really two sides to this there coin is. and women can uh, make a commodity out of their husbands as easy as men can make commodities out of their their wives you said something that perks my ears up. I hadn't heard it put this way, but it's so completely paints a picture of what it, what this one flesh thing means. It just so from a different angle. I shouldn't say completely because we've talked about it from another angle, but this angle I think fits so well. It's not fifty-fifty. It's a hundred, a hundred. Examples. I had a heart attack in March. When I had a heart attack in March, I could no longer do my 50. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Somebody mm -hmm. else has got to pick up. Yeah. There's going to be times, and there have been times back and forth between my wife and I, when I've had to be 80 and mm -hmm. her 20. And there's times when she's had to be 80 and I've had to be 20. Um, we we are at our best when we aren't you didn't do your part mm -hmm. why didn't you do your part I do all the stuff and you don't do the stuff and I would argue that when I get in trouble in marriage is when I start recognizing 
my 60% to her 40 right now. Mm -hmm. Or, and I, and, and you don't want to recognize the other. When you start, when we start down that trail of deciding we're going to cut that hand off, a lot of times it starts with, but I did. Yeah. And you didn't. But as soon as you, you do that, me, as soon as you do that, Todd, you separate yourself from the oneness. Right. You're no it's longer. The I part you're and no the you longer. Part. Yeah. You're no longer a we. You're you become. And I and I. I hope you understand what I mean by this. It's no longer a we. It's I've become an individual again. Mm -hmm. And you owe me. And you owe me because my individualism is more important than yours. Right. When you get married, I don't want to say you lost your identity. I don't mean that. Right. What I mean is that when you get married, it's no longer an I thing. Mm -hmm. It's a we thing. Now, big boy pants, mm -hmm. you're still an individual. You are and you're still gonna an individual. do it. Yes. You're gonna do it. Uh, you are, you as, but you can mind, only be. Your mindset isn't constantly on I, 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 right. I, I. Your mindset is constantly on we, 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 we need all the way home, <laughs> all the way home. That's just exactly what all I thought. All the way home, yeah. But your mindset <laughs> is what do we accomplish together? Right. How will this affect us? And how can I, when you break out, okay, you're my accountability partner. You're the guy I talk to who mm -hmm. I say things I shouldn't say. You're the guy when I break down, I bring it to. Mm -hmm. You know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. But when that happens, what I want to encourage people to do is I want you to I want you to at least do the service of breaking it out. When it breaks out, I mm -hmm. want you to start looking at you. What can I do mm -hmm. to repair this. What can I do to come back? Mm -hmm. What am I doing that, so give you an example again, back and I keep, sorry, I'm a guy. I go back to the physical relationship thing. Um, in that book that I, in, that, in the, the book that I was reading that was talking about the physical relationship between a man and his wife, one of the things that it pointed out was, um, I'm reminded of, um, a country song that says, uh, you, you name the babies and I'll name the dogs. Um, we have our different things we do, right? And it's a cute little song about being together. Um, it says to the man, your job is to, you, you're in charge of the kisses. And she's in charge of uh, the ultimate culmination of a man and woman together. Of the actual coming together, mm -hmm. the sex, which sounds so juvenile. All right, I know there's some high-minded, college-educated person out there who's listening to me going, "Well, this is so sexist." That's fine. I don't care. What it amounts to is, when you start thinking, "I'm getting shorted on the thing," it can be yeah. they're not rubbing my back as often as. 
as I, and they know I love a back rub, so why aren't they rubbing my back? Yeah. Why doesn't he rub my feet? He knows I love that he, uh, somebody rubbed my feet. Why doesn't he ask me about how my day went with the kids today? If, uh, why doesn't she want to be with me sexually? Why don't they, why don't they, I want you to start looking and why you said, comes back, it's the, the hundred hundred. I, I want you to stop looking. I want, first, I want you to recognize that what you did was you put, you sat them over there, mm -hmm. and you're over here. You're no yep. longer one at that point. Right. But yep. when you did that, what I want you to start looking at is, did I plant so that I should be getting corn? Mm -hmm. it, did you plant at all, fellas? Did you plant at all? Did you rub her feet? Yeah. Did you ask how her day went? Did you pay attention? Did you just listen? Worry, did you plant? Because if you didn't plant, you ain't going to get no crops. There will be no reason. There will be no crops. So just get over it. The other thing is, yeah. did you plant weeds? Yeah. So if you walked in the house and started talking about how this is wrong that she did, and that's wrong that he did, and this is wrong that he did, and why doesn't he do that, and why doesn't she do this and do that, and the other thing, now, again, you just split them out, Yeah. and you have the right, you have the right, so sometimes we gotta be careful, Jesus had the right to have us all toasted like marshmallows, as he's hanging on the cross, right? Mm -hmm. So, are you a Christian or not? But you have the right, I'm not arguing that. But my question is, are you planting weeds or are you planting corn? Yeah. What are you investing? What are you... Um, what's the word I want to say? You said planting. Mm -hmm. um, there's another term. Um, but are you putting into... Yeah. Are you In investing, investing into... Investing is, is, is good. Yeah. The relationship in order to get the, uh, the, 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 okay, Todd, when you invest and then you're, you get returns, you get the returns. Are you investing <laughs> the right things to get the returns that you want? And one of those things that you need to be investing is yourself fully and totally and completely. The other thing you need to invest is your words fully, totally, and completely. And if you're investing um, crappy words, yeah, you know, she's this, she's that, she doesn't do this, she doesn't, then what you're going to get back is... If you planted weeds, you're going to get gonna weeds. weeds back. If you yeah. plant corn, you're going to get corn. It, no. you got to be careful. Well, it's all circular. That's such a good way. Because there's what you put in her, Mm -hmm. or put in him if you if I'm telling you what ladies and gentlemen or ladies if you are putting in your husband that he's an idiot and that he ain't never going to get nothing done then that's what you're going to get that's what you're going to get yeah a person is there somebody who said some smart person and I'm not going to give him credit because I don't know who it was I don't remember who it was that a person will behave exactly as you expect mm -hmm. them to meaning if you treat them a certain way they will behave that way um, yeah, so, 100, so, 100, I like that. 
So, so what we're saying here in, in this marriage, and it's the same way Scripture talks about it, as Christ loved the church. As Christ uh, loved the church. You know, and I love that. It's like, you, okay, boys, yeah. so uh, when if, they were spitting on him and beating him and tearing his flesh off and dragging him down the street yeah. and calling him an idiot and a blasphemer and evil, and they nailed him to a cross, yeah. he died for them. Died for them. So the same way, ladies, gentlemen, if you're not willing to invest deeply and love them in the same way that Christ loved the church, then don't expect anything from them. Yeah, don't expect back. And that may be the best way of, of saying 100-100 is yeah. you do your part. You do your part. Yeah. And... I'm not saying you won't be heartbroken. I'm, I'm just, just, I'm not a baby. I'm not a child. I'm not trying to explain some childish theme to you, but I am saying you do your part. And if they don't do their part, then pray for them. If you want to be better together, then be better yourself. Invest in them again. And that's a hard one. People don't think about... There's a, there's a book called... The Praying Wife, which I guess, according to Dorada, was an awesome book. I read the companion book to it called The Praying Husband. Um, and I really, really, really did not like that book. <laughs> I thought it was drivel. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. But I said, again, a lot of Christian books would mm-hmm. be one good sermon for about 30, maybe even 40 minutes. Yeah. But it's not 400 pages. And they stretched it. You know, it's like her... her his wife made a book called The Praying Wife, and so somebody said, you'd probably make some money if you wrote a praying husband. Yeah. I'm picking on people I don't even know. Sorry, Lord. It gave me one really good morsel. It goes back to your 100-100. Mm-hmm. Men, when you pray for your wife, are you praying so you can get something? Mm. Nice. My wife says she has a headache a lot, which means I don't get what I want from my wife. So you pray that her headache will go away. Did you really pray for her headache? Or you pray for you? Yeah. Or are you praying that you can have what you want from yeah. your wife? Your wife says that uh, the kids are making her crazy and she's exhausted so she can't possibly get the laundry done in the time frame that you expect to have your clean undies. Are you praying that the kids won't drive her crazy so that you can have clean undies? Or are you praying for your wife's peace and grace and her, her emotions that she can feel better and yeah. that she will grow? So when we pray and in that, are you getting up off your butt and going to doing the laundry? Well, there's that. That's just crazy. <laughs> don't don't push it, Rick. Don't push it. Uh, yeah. No. Go do, go do exactly. the laundry so she what can What did have... you put in it? Yeah. And one of the things that we don't think of, I think we think of praying for Molly's grandma Susie, who's who's dying of cancer. We think of praying for. Joe's kid who just had a car wreck we think of praying for the farm Mm -hmm. so that the crops will grow we don't think about praying for our spouse we pray with our spouse for other people well we don't pray for them pray for them and we believe 
We believe that he can move mountains. Yeah. But we don't pray for them. And you know what happens when you pray for somebody? Your attitude changes about them. Yep. Also. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I, I believe with all my heart that God will... If 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 his if we will humble ourselves and pray, then he will bless us. Mm -hmm. I believe that. But I also believe that if we will humble ourselves and pray, that we just got humble and we realized maybe we need to, maybe we need to walk in the house and grab the kids and get them out of the way for yeah. a little bit, so Mama can go take a bath and become a human again. <laughs> <laughs> and and spend a little time on her and get back to being being able to cope because we say all this flowery stuff about not being mean to somebody or or not uh, or not judging somebody but the reality is we are humans and we're gonna mm -hmm. do that so so are they right so are they they see you sitting on the couch and want to poke you in the head with a fork because you, you just walked in the house where the whole house is on fire and you said I'm gonna watch TV yeah 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 absolutely I like that hundred hundred I don't have anything else so we think we covered it I think we I, I don't think we covered it even close but I think we covered what we can of, yeah. of just marriage right yeah so I mean there's a lot of topics and we we covered yeah. a lot of of ground, there are other things that we'll we'll walk into at some point. Sure, um, I know there's been a lot of controversy and question about what marriage is and who can be married and who can't be married and, and some of those topics. But I, and I and I want us to be brave enough to cover that someday. But we're not today. Yeah. We're going to be chicken today. Okay, leave that <laughs> leave that late. <laughs> guys. Thank you for joining thank us. Thank you, guys. Um, hey, I want to hear what. We want to hear what you have to say about these things. We want to know what your opinion is, and we will be kind and respond um, in kind. Um, we've had some people who were mean and who said some things that were just weird, uh, and yeah, we will remove those. Uh, but generally, anything's open. We just would love to hear back from you. If you like what you heard, or even if you, you just like being a part of the conversation, like the post if you would. Um, and if you want to be alerted when things come back up, hit that follow button or hit that subscribe and bell button uh, so that you hear when we come up. We're going to be here most Mondays. Uh, and through the whole rest of the week. So we love you guys. You guys have a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye.